This is the Alan Carter radio program. I'm Mark Carcassel filling in this week. A bit of funny business going on in the conservative leadership race. The campaign team working with Jean Charest uh, were notified this week that some members of the party were getting letters from his specific campaign that were thanking them for promising to donate money to the campaign. But the problem is those people who got those emails, they never made that promise. And so before he actually registered as a candidate, Chede's website encouraged supporters to leave their email addresses to pledge to donate when the time came for when he actually registered and could start taking money. And uh, when the time came, they emailed those people to ask them to pay up. Some of them claim they never made a pledge to begin with, so they don't know what those emails are all about. And it's speculated this could have been pulled off using old membership lists. No one really knows at this point. That's why we're speaking to David Shipley, cybersecurity expert and CEO of Boseron Security, uh, to discuss uh, how this has uh, gone down. David, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mark. Uh, so uh, in, in specific regard to this case um, with uh, Jean Chedet's uh, party in the conservative leadership race, the one thing that struck me in reading this story is just why would anybody want to get involved in the conservative leadership race? This isn't an actual election. Whoever wins this still has really uh, no solid political power in Canada when you think about it. Why would anyone get involved in this? Well, the leadership races matter. They matter intensely because who becomes leader can dramatically affect the odds of that party being palatable to the Canadian public at large, particularly when you've got a candidate field um, like what we're seeing emerge in the conservative race. And I, and I think it's worth noting that Sheree is, is taking that centrist kind of position. And then we have Polyev and some of the others really occupying more of that right or far right position. And, you know, if I had to think about motivations for wanting to hurt the centrist candidate, that fits into some of the foreign influence campaign playbooks. And, and their playbook is to make our dis democracy as dysfunctional as possible. So they want the extreme right and the extreme left to be at the polls. They don't want centrists that find compromise, that find solutions that work for most Canadians. They want it to look like democracy doesn't work. And so this is stock and trade. This is perfectly timed to what we've seen against disruptions against US political campaigns and others. And, and leadership campaigns are a target. Now, one conservative strategist wrote on social media that it's an attempt to corrupt the process of electing our next leader. When I first looked at it, like I said, I thought it was more just a, a prank, maybe uh, someone who typically identifies with one of the other uh, parties in Ottawa, just trying to make things a little more difficult. But you're saying this is uh, likely a little more deep seated. I, I think so. I, I think the nature, particularly who reported it, right? So Melanie Paradis was the former deputy campaign leader associated mm -hmm. with the Aaron O'Toole campaign. She was in the neutral camp. She was the first to post this on Twitter and she she wrote a very detailed story. And it's, it's her points there that kind of indicate this is potentially old data, uh, that this may have been a, a, a a member list from the previous leadership campaigns um, that leaked. And that, that doesn't surprise me at all because political party privacy is pathetic. I can't believe I said all of those P's in a row uh, <laughs> without stumbling. It was good. You did a good job. Uh, so would this be a case of, of hacking then? Would this stuff necessarily need to be, uh, like would there be an effort to hack someone's computer to gain this information or could it be just a case of maybe sloppy storage of information and just the wrong person obtaining the right information how would that go i i think it's a combination of, of both i mean the political what's really important for canadians to know is that the political parties exempted themselves from all federal privacy legislation let me repeat that one more time political parties and political activities have no privacy laws whatsoever 
Consequently, their security is abysmal. And it's easy, trivial to see lists of what I would consider to be fairly sensitive Canadian information that you may not want to be out there about what political activities you're engaged in or who you support. That's an intensely personal decision. But they are out there and they are traded like baseball cards. And so from a hacking difficulty of, you know, this is going to take me about 15 minutes to six months of an advanced persistent hacking team, this is on the uh, hold my beer 15 minutes, I can probably get a voter list from any of the political parties. And this, I would assume, uh, this offense, if you will, is probably on the lower end of the scale in terms of how uh, devastating the use of some of that information can be. Well, it all depends, right? Remember that that particularly some of the foreign campaigns are really smart about how the strategic use of information and perceptions are used. So certainly it's not helpful to the Charest campaign to have this story out there, um, to have it so that you know, it looks like people were supporting them that weren't. Um, so I can't see it would be how to the benefit to be to be involved in this. So it's, it's definitely hurting them. And then you got to think about the old Latin phrase that investigators use, key bono, who benefits? Well, I mean, we have to wonder uh, who would benefit from more extreme elements of the Conservative Party winning the leadership race. So um, how does that play into the equation? And, and ultimately, who benefits from us thinking that all of our democratic processes, including the important process of selecting a leader, are just a joke? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Uh, this is Mark Harkisville filling in for Alan Carter. Uh, we're speaking to cybersecurity expert David Shipley. David, you talked about uh, foreign parties uh, in your last answer there. And I want to ask you the offending IP in this case, apparently was tracked to Ukraine, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is a Ukrainian hacker involved here, right? IPs can be spoofed repeatedly. Absolutely. And so, you know, you can use things like the onion router or the Tor network, and you could have exit nodes anywhere around the world. And that's where your IP is going to look like it's registered from. You can have more um, mundane virtual private network or VPN services and using those. So uh, attribution on the internet is really, really hard. And just because an IP is from a certain place doesn't mean it's there. What's really interesting is to see if there are any credit card information, any of the financial information, like what accounts or what money was this going to come out of? If any, if it was just a pledge that required follow-up, then the, you know it's curious to see what their motivations are. Part of it might have been just to give the Charest campaign a false sense of support and maybe a false sense of confidence on um, financial raising. And then all of a sudden when they fell short um, based on their planning, maybe that really would have hurt their campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it'll be interesting to see how the other candidates react to this news in terms of their thoughts. And, and for Canadians, the, the story now has to be when is Ottawa, the government in power today, and I'm looking at the NDP now holding the balance of power and the NDP, you know, uh, looking after average Canadians and privacy being important to them. You know, the Liberals have been in power and done nothing. The Conservatives were in power and done nothing. Uh, will the NDP use the influence they now have to push for privacy legislation that actually covers political parties and would protect our democracy? Yeah, it'd be an interesting thing to take up. I, I think it's one of those things that people don't realize how important it is until it's used against you in a, in a negative way. David Shipley, cybersecurity expert and CEO of Boceron Security. Thanks for joining us. You're very welcome.